3: Thank you for listening to Depictions Media Radio. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau spoke with uh, Premier John Horgan about the wildfire situation that um, has flattened uh, Linton, B.C., uh, and the 62 other wildfires that are currently burning in BC. Um, uh, Justin Trudeau also um, is going to make a statement in the next segment about um, the burning of the churches because of the the residential school situations and of course he he's denouncing the idea of of burning the the schools um there have been a number of residential schools uh, especially across British Columbia that have been dismantled and uh taken down in um, respect to uh the number of children that that were killed and buried at those uh sites so and also um in saskatchewan they they're still working on of course um with the Cowan uh First Nations they're talking still talking of uh building a memorial at the one uh, residential school site, which would seem to be a really good idea to build memorials at these sites um and to preserve the the, the graves and um, find the stories and building or using structures that are there to to house the stories and tell the stories, so that we can ensure by telling these stories that the the souls and spirits of the children. Um, are, um, are respected, and that we can ensure that something like this won't happen again. Um, in other segments you'll hear, um, politicians say that, um, Canada does have a checkered past with respect to how they've treated people. Um, especially uh, visible minorities, and that we can do better. And part of doing better would be telling the stories, making sure that the stories are told with the respect to ensuring that it can't happen again. So the, the legislation cannot be presented to harm groups of people ever again so let's listen to what justin trudeau has to say about uh in this next segment it was about speaking with uh john horgan over linton bc uh covid vaccination updates and uh residential schools so um here we go
2: that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasinocom good morning everyone it's great to be here at Lansdowne Park today normally folks might be here to see the redbacks red blacks play or to shop at the farmers market on Sunday morning but right now there's another great reason for people to come by, and that's to get their vaccine. A few minutes ago, Mayor Watson and I stopped in at the clinic. Even under the masks, you can see the smiles all around. So I want to say thank you to everyone, not just here but across the country, who are doing their part by getting vaccinated. And also a huge shout-out to the nurses, doctors, volunteers and staff uh, who are doing such amazing work at getting doses into arms. Aujourd'hui, ce matin, j'ai reçu ma deuxième dose, moi aussi. Je me sens bien. On se sent surtout plus en sécurité, extrêmement optimiste par rapport à l'été qui s'en vient et à l'automne qui suivra. En se faisant vacciner pleinement, on aide à protéger non seulement soi-même, mais les gens autour de nous aussi. Comme tout le monde, j'ai bien hâte de commencer à revoir tous mes amis, toute la famille, C'est ce qui nous attend une fois qu'on sera tous vaccinés. On va en finir avec cette pandémie au Canada. On va y arriver parce que tout le monde est en train de faire leur part quand c'est leur tour de se faire vacciner. Le Canada est au premier rang mondial en termes de vaccination. Près de 80 % des Canadiens éligibles ont reçu leur première dose et plus de 35 % ont aussi reçu leur deuxième dose et on voit à tous les jours, ces chiffres sont en train d'augmenter. Il faut maintenir ce rythme. En date d'aujourd'hui, un total de plus de 50 millions de doses de vaccins sont arrivées au Canada et d'ici la fin du mois, on va en avoir reçu 68 millions. Autrement dit, on est en très bonne voie d'avoir un bon été et un automne encore meilleur. We're on the right track to end this pandemic in Canada. That said, we're not quite out of the woods yet. Let's take a look at what's going on in Yukon. Despite being at over 86% of eligible people with a first dose and over 76% second dose fully vaccinated, they're facing their biggest spike in cases right now since the pandemic began. This is a reminder that we all have to keep being careful and get as many people vaccinated as soon as possible. Minister LeBlanc has spoken with Premier Silver and we're working with the territory on whatever we can do to help. Peu importe où vous vivez, on sera là pour vous pendant la crise. Que ce soit à cause de votre deuxième dose de vaccin ou parce que vous vous pouvez rouvrir votre petite entreprise, il y a bien des moments d'être content en ce moment. And that's important. But we can't forget that for many people gens the country, the last weeks have been difficult. I know we're all thinking of British Columbians right now, in Lytton, where wildfires have devastated the town and across the province with the extreme heat wave. Yesterday, I talked to both Premier Horgan and Acting Chief Haugen of Lytton First Nation. Later today, I'll speak with Lytton's mayor, Polderman. Here's – we are here as a federal government, as partners for whatever support people need. We're standing with the people of Lytton to rebuild, and we're continuing to work with the province to keep all British Columbians safe. Later today, I'll be convening the Incident Response Group with ministers from my team to address the needs of communities in B.C. hit by wildfires and extreme weather, and to take a look at what we expect might be a very hot very dry, uh, summer with many wildfires. As we do this, ministers will, of course, stay in close touch with all their provincial colleagues. On Wednesday, news also came in from BC that more unmarked graves had been found near a former residential school. To everyone in Tunaha Nation and to all survivors, families and Indigenous people, we're here for you. I can't imagine your grief, and your pain, we will work with you, day in and day out, on whatever you need to heal. On that note, yesterday I had the chance to speak with Phyllis Webstad. Phyllis is the founder and executive director of the Orange Shirt Society, which raises awareness about the legacy of the residential school system. In fact, it was her story as a survivor that started the Orange Shirt Initiative. She told me how important it is that all Canadians know what happened at residential schools. I want to recognize Phyllis's courage and leadership. People like her right across the country are leading the way forward, they're sharing their stories, and we must continue to listen, we must acknowledge the truth, and we must stand as partners and allies in building a better future. Chaque fois qu'on fait la découverte de nouvelles tombes anonymes, on doit devenir encore plus déterminé à faire mieux en tant que pays. Non seulement on doit réparer les torts du passé, mais on doit aussi mettre fin aux injustices qui existent encore de nos jours. C'est inacceptable que les Premières Nations, les Inuits et les Métis vivent encore du racisme et de la discrimination dans nos systèmes de santé. C'est inacceptable que la mort de Joyce Echaquan soit survenue ici dans un pays comme le Canada. Tout le monde doit pouvoir aller à l'hôpital ou voir un médecin en étant certain de recevoir les soins et le respect qu'il méritent. Alors, en partenariat avec les peuples autochtones, on agit pour que ça change. Plutôt cette semaine, le ministre Miller et la ministre Haidy ont annoncé qu'on va investir, entre autres, pour améliorer la sécurité des patients, pour mieux adapter les services, des auto- euh, les, les services sur le plan culturel et pour augmenter la représentation des Autochtones dans les professions de la santé. En travaillant avec les communautés autochtones et avec nos partenaires du domaine de la santé ainsi que tous les ordres de gouvernement, on prend des mesures concrètes to end racism against the Autochtones in our health santé. There's still a long way to go, but in the past five years, we have made progress. We've lifted 108 long-term drinking water advisories and invested in classrooms for hundreds of communities. Last week, we brought the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples into law, and we're working with Indigenous partners to ensure we meet the declaration's objectives. And as of last Monday, our new citizenship oath recognizes indigenous rights. We must continue this work because each step forward brings us closer to a better, stronger country for everyone. Merci tout le monde. Je suis maintenant content de prendre vos questions. Bonjour.
1: Morning, Mr. Prime Minister. Chris Nashawaty, CTV News. Will you be sending in the army to Lytton? Will there be funding and support and compensation? What is the federal government uh, doing exactly to help the people in BC?
2: I have spoken with uh, Premier Horgan yesterday. Our ministers have been talking directly with their partners. Uh, whether it's, uh, excuse me, yeah. We have to recognize that there are people who are hurting and have been hurting. And that's exactly why we need to continue to pledge ourselves every day to do better. What we're going to focus on now is working with British Columbia, working with the chiefs, working with partners on ensuring that we're there for the communities in Lytton and across the the province that are facing difficulty. Uh, Minister Sajjan has been in touch uh, with his his, uh, colleagues out west. Minister Blair has been talking to uh, Minister Farnworth. Uh, We, uh, and I've been talking with Premier Horgan, we will continue to engage directly and uh, prepare to be there to support people uh, as necessary, as much as possible. Uh, that's part of what the uh, incident response group meeting is going to be on this afternoon. How we can be there uh, to help, and we will continue to be there. Nous allons être là pour aider en Colombie Britannique et à travers le pays. Nous allons être partenaire au au gouvernement provincial. On a parlé avec le Premier ministre Oregon. On a parlé avec avec les ministres uh, impliqués. In- we are going to continue to be there to uh, help Lytton and everywhere across the British and the West Canadian. That's why we will meet us as a minister this afternoon to talk about this issue. We
1: are now expecting more than 68 million vaccines by the end of July. Will you now commit to moving up, the, uh, up by September timeline and make sure that everybody who wants a second dose will get one by the end of July?
2: Uh, we know uh, that uh, we are on, uh, on track uh, to having everyone uh, vaccinated who wants it by the end of summer. Uh, with 68 million doses coming in by the end of July, that's mathematically enough for everyone in Canada to get two doses. Uh, but we know, for example, that uh, the spacing between the doses means that people who get their first dose now or a few days ago uh, won't be eligible until uh, later in the summer for their second dose. And We need to continue to follow uh, the science. But. From the beginning we made a commitment to Canadians that we'd be there to have their backs we'd be there to support Canadians with vaccines and we've done exactly that we will continue to be there to support Canadians every step of the way and quite frankly the way people are stepping up on getting vaccinated has been uh, extraordinary and inspiring uh, I look forward to seeing all Canadians vaccinated as quickly as possible, so we can get back to uh, living uh, normal as normal as possible in a global pandemic uh, lives here in Canada uh, as we work hard to build back our economy and build back uh, uh, so many of the things that uh, have been highlighted as uh, failings or lackings during this pandemic. Uh, nous Euh, continuer de travailler euh, pour assurer que les vaccins rentrent et, et que tout le monde puisse se faire vacciner le plus rapidement possible. Euh, on avait promis d'avoir assez de vaccins, pour tout le monde euh, avant la fin septembre. Euh, mathématiquement, on va y arriver avant cela, mais euh, on a besoin que les Canadiens continuent euh, d'aller se faire vacciner, comme j'ai fait ce matin, comme j'ai vu euh, des centaines de personnes euh, ici à la clinique à, à Ottawa. Euh, nous devons continuer le momentum euh, pour se faire vacciner, pour passer à travers.
0: Bonjour, Estelle, côté Sroca de Radio-Canada. Monsieur Trudeau, allez-vous vous vous rendre sur place en Colombie-Britannique en français et en anglais, s'il vous
2: plaît? je suis en train justement euh, de parler avec mon équipe cet après-midi euh, j'ai eu une très bonne conversation avec le, le premier ministre Horgan hier euh, je vais parler au maire de de l'Éthen un peu plus tard cet après-midi j'ai parlé au, au chef des Premières Nations à l'Éthen hier on va continuer de regarder ce qu'on peut faire pour aider il euh, y a il y a rien de de planifié encore je sais que dans l'instant les gens sont en train de, de répondre à, à, ces, à cette tragédie à cette difficulté uh, mais comme j'ai dit uh, aux uh, à nos partenaires nous allons être là en termes de gouvernement fédéral pour être là pour aider à rebâtir pour aider uh, les gens à passer à travers um, i'm going to be speaking with uh, my ministers this afternoon we continue to engage with Premier Horgan and uh, community leaders uh, in and around Lytton uh, we're going to be there to support uh, on people getting through this incredibly difficult time of loss, of devastation. Uh, we're going to be there to help rebuild. We're going to be there as partners. Uh, and I will uh, look at uh, when and, and uh, whether the right uh, – the time is right to go and see them.
0: Selon vous, quel est le rôle des changements climatiques dans ce qu'on voit en Colombie-Britannique, euh, encore une fois en français et en anglais,
2: s'il vous plaît? Je pense qu'on on voit uh, très clairement uh, que les événements extrêmes au niveau du uh, uh, de la météo uh, deviennent de plus en plus fréquents, on ne peut pas uh, passer sous silence la réalité que les changements climatiques ont des impacts dévastatrices à travers la planète, c'est pour ça que euh, depuis bien des années nous travaillons pour contrer les changements climatiques, pour réduire les émissions, pour investir pour contrer les inondations et les feux de forêt. Euh, nous sommes en train de travailler là-dessus mais il y a encore beaucoup plus à faire mais pour aujourd'hui euh, m- mes réflexions sont vraiment avec la communauté, avec les gens euh, qui sont qui ont été dévastés par, euh, par ces feux. But uh, I think, obviously, it takes a on adaptation, on mitigation of the climate change. I think, obviously, today our thoughts are mostly with uh, families that are grieving, that are uh, facing terrible loss, uh, but of course, uh, we also have to reflect on the fact that extreme weather events are getting more frequent, and climate change has a significant role to play in that. We need to continue to commit ourselves every day to reducing our emissions, to showing global leadership on climate change, as we have by putting a price on pollution right across the country. There's going to be much work we need to do both on fighting climate change and on protecting people as we uh, adapt and mitigate the impacts of climate change on our communities. That's why in terms of investments in infrastructure, we've made uh, billions of dollars of investments in uh, flood mitigation, in, in uh, adaptation measures to support communities facing uh, a reality of a changing climate.
0: Good morning, Prime Minister. Ashley Brooks, CBC News. After the military's Acting Chief of Defence Staff decided to allow the head of the Navy to stay on in his role after that controversial golf game with a former top soldier under investigation, we'd like to know, do you still have full confidence in Lieutenant Lieutenant General Wayne Eyre to lead the military out of the sexual misconduct crisis? Yes or no, do you have full confidence?
2: I have confidence in the Acting Chief of Staff, Uh, I know, uh, Chief of Defence Staff. Uh, I know that there is an awful lot of work for the senior leadership Uh, in the military to do, uh, to regain the trust of Canadians, to regain the trust of uh, women and men who serve in our armed forces. Uh, They deserve to be uh, in a work environment that supports them, that is there with resources when unacceptable actions happen, but also in an environment that is uh, transforming its culture from one that tolerates misogyny and discrimination uh, to being one that is worthy of the extraordinary women and men who step up and choose to serve their country. There is much work still to do and uh, we will continue doing that work together.
0: In Alberta this week announced that it's going to be doubling its funding to help protect churches from vandalism and violence, but the Federal Security Infrastructure Program stopped taking applications last November. I know that there is new funding in the budget, so when will the program start taking applications again? And if I may, um, as a Catholic, what's your reaction that houses of your faith are being targeted for the church's role in the residential school system?
2: as you know, Ashley, we have put on in place a, a security infrastructure program that partners with places of worship to uh, be able to put in uh, cameras and security systems to keep uh, keep those institutions safe from what is unfortunately a rise uh, of intolerance uh, and racism and hatred that we're seeing across the country. And uh, certainly we will continue uh, to roll out those funds in partnership with uh, uh, community centers, uh, religious institutions and others. Uh, that need that protection. As I've also said, uh, it is unacceptable uh, and wrong that acts of uh, vandalism and arson uh, are uh, are being seen across the country, including against Catholic churches. One of my reflections is I understand the anger that's out there against the federal government, against institutions like the Catholic Church. It is uh, real and it is fully understandable given Uh, the shameful history that we're all uh, becoming more and more aware of uh, and engaging ourselves to do better uh, as Canadians. But I can't help but think that burning down churches uh, is actually depriving people who are in need of grieving and healing and mourning uh, from places where they can actually uh, grieve and reflect and look for support. We shouldn't be lashing out uh, at buildings that can provide solace uh, to some of our fellow citizens, but we should be every day committing ourselves, each and every one of us, to the hard work we need to do to actually rebuild a path forward that uh, reflects the terrible intergenerational trauma and uh, present-day realities of suffering that uh, that we are all collectively responsible for. Évidemment, nous avons des programmes euh, d'aide euh, aux, aux, aux infrastructures religieuses et communautaires qui ont besoin euh, d'appui en termes de sécurité. Et nous allons continuer euh, d'être là pour travailler en partenariat avec eux. Euh, mais c'est certain que, comme je l'ai déjà dit, de, de, de d'articuler. Euh, la déception et même la furie que certaines personnes ressentent de façon tout à fait légitime pour le passé et le présent que nous sommes en train de vivre, de l'articuler en, 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 en mettant feu à des églises ou en, en s'engageant à du vandalisme, c'est pas ça la solution. Je pense particulièrement à, à, à toutes les personnes qui souffrent, qui ont mal, qui ont énormément de peine maintenant, et... Et qui pourraient profiter de leur foi pour leur donner un petit peu de euh, de euh, de répit euh, ou de euh, d'appui dans ces moments difficiles, mais qui ne pourront pas parce que des églises ont été brûlées. Je pense que c'est pas la voie sur laquelle nous devons être en tant que Canadiens. Nous devons nous écouter, nous devons comprendre euh, cette, euh, les émotions fortes que les gens vivent, mais nous devons faire le travail difficult to rebuild this society and this future for all of in Canada.
1: Hi, Minister Michael Couture of Global National, I'll ask you to answer in English and in French. Picking up on uh, what you're talking about with walking that road to reconciliation, yesterday, at a number of demonstrations, you could hear the anger and the frustration from Indigenous communities. A lot of it was pointed at you and your government, and they are saying, that you have not done enough to mend the relationship with those communities, regardless of what you listed earlier today with your accomplishments, they still fall short of campaign promises. So how much responsibility do you personally take for the anger that is being felt
2: in indigenous communities now? Well, I think the, the anger, as you say, is, is real. Uh, people have gone decades and even generations living with uh, intergenerational trauma, uh, with uh, outcomes and uh, institutional racism uh, that has uh, created extreme difficulties for Indigenous peoples across this country that are also the legacy of of residential schools. Uh, We all have a responsibility to go and I certainly wish we could have finished with reconciliation in five or six years. And certainly, uh, as you point out, we have done an awful lot as a government to set down that path of reconciliation. But there is an incredible amount more to do. It has to be done in partnership, and it has to be done first by listening and understanding the anger and the disappointment. Even as I was was speaking uh, with people who chose to wear red and white yesterday instead of orange, um, they were reflecting on uh, how their fellow citizens are hurting. How uh, we need to respect and understand that not everyone felt like celebrating yesterday. Celebrating was the last thing on the minds of many, many people in this country for whom we need to do better. We need to approach the work of building this country back and better together. So we all have a role to play, we all have responsibilities. And that's the work that we need to do. Je pense que c'est certain quand on voit euh, les émotions fortes que les gens ressentent, que les gens ont exprimé hier et depuis bien des des jours et même des années. Leur déception sur le travail qui reste à faire. C'est certain que j'aurais voulu en finir avec le traumatisme et, et, et la réconciliation en, en seulement cinq ans. Mais Ça se fait pas aussi rapidement que ça. Oui, on a fait des avancées importantes et on a fait des investissements extraordinaires, mais en même temps, il reste énormément de travail à faire. Et je pense que ce qu'on est en train de vivre maintenant, c'est un moment où tous les Canadiens reconnaissent que ce n'est pas juste à un gouvernement de tout régler ça. C'est à nous tous, en tant qu'individus, en tant que membres de famille, en tant qu'employeurs, en tant qu'employés, en tant que, euh, que Canadiens, de faire partie de la solution. Puis ça va prendre du temps. Ce qui a pris des, des générations et même des, 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 des siècles pour briser comme relation entre euh, les Canadiens autochtones et non-autochtones, ça va prendre plus que juste quelques années pour tout régler. Alors je comprends tout à fait ces émotions, je les respecte, mais je, je sais, par avoir eu des Des conversations with people who, yes, celebrate the Canada but who also reflect on all the work that we have do together, that we have to do together and we will do it.
1: For a follow-up, I want to come back on the military misconduct uh, question and also ask you to uh, repeat in French, if you don't mind, When military Ombudsman Gregory Lick uh, raised serious concerns about the military structure, you said that changes were coming. We just got word that the U.S. is announcing specific action on the prosecution of sexual assault in their military, removing it from the chain of command. So given that Madame Arbour's final report could take well over a year, are you committed to releasing a plan to create an independent reporting structure this
2: summer? It's important to highlight that yes. Uh, We have asked uh, Justice Louise Arbour uh, to lean in on what it is that we need to do as a country to ensure uh, that the culture in our military is transformed, that the measures in place make changes. But uh, Madame Arbour and I both absolutely agree that we can't wait a year for that final report. And that's why she will be uh, offering up suggestions and recommendations uh, as we move forward. Uh, as soon as they come forward on things that we can do to make sure that we are putting an end um, to the culture that uh, accepts and tolerates uh, misogyny and uh, discrimination uh, within, our, within our armed forces, because the women and men who serve in our armed forces deserve much better than that. You are good to que that Ms. fait does an extremely important pour to uh, une nouvelle approche, une nouvelle culture dans nos forces armées. Uh, mais on est tout à fait d'accord qu'on peut pas attendre un an uh, avant de commencer à agir, à attendre le rapport final. C'est pour ça que Madame Marbourg uh, va continuer de partager, au fur et à mesure, à mesure qu'elle fait le travail, avec nous des recommandations, des actions qu'on peut mettre en place immédiatement pour transformer la culture de nos forces armées, parce que La réalité, c'est que les les hommes et les femmes qui servent dans nos forces armées méritent bien mieux que ce qu'ils ont maintenant en termes de culture qui les entoure dans les forces.
0: Hi Prime Minister, Stephanie Taylor with the Canadian Press and if you could answer in both French and English that would be appreciated. When quarantine rules uh, are lift or, or change on Monday for fully vaccinated Canadians, is there any concern on your part that that could lead to a large number of people trying to come into Canada who aren't actually eligible and how will the CBSA uh, be able to handle this influx?
2: I think every country establishes rules around who can come into their country or not, and we have uh, well-established citizens, uh, well-established systems in place uh, that look at passports, that look at visas. Um, That is uh, not necessarily a concern uh, because uh, we have extraordinarily capable people at the the borders to enforce uh, those issues. I think it's really important that we are moving forward. Uh, on allowing people who are currently allowed to come into Canada under uh, the strict travel restrictions we've had in place for over a year to be able to do so and not have to quarantine anymore because they're double vaccinated. Uh, For others, we will be looking at how this works before we open up to next steps, but we will continue to put first and foremost the safety and security of Canadians uh, at the top of everything we do. Parce que c'est ce que les Canadiens s'attendent. Je pense que oui, on va prendre des mesures à, à partir de lundi prochain qui vont permettre à plus de gens euh, de voyager. Les gens qui peuvent actuellement venir au Canada, c'est-à-dire les citoyens, les résidents permanents, ceux qui ont des exemptions spéciales, vont pouvoir arriver. Et s'ils sont doublement vaccinés, pleinement vaccinés, ils vont pouvoir euh, ne pas avoir à faire leur quarantaine de deux semaines. Mais pour les prochaines étapes euh, on va continuer de regarder euh, les données qu'on recueille par rapport à ce nouveau changement on va continuer à mettre euh, au cœur de tout ce qu'on est en train de faire la sécurité et la santé des canadiens et euh, j'ai pleinement confiance dans euh, nos euh, travailleurs, euh, dans nos services frontaliers et ailleurs, euh, qui euh, font, ont, ont et remplissent très bien depuis bien longtemps la responsabilité de déterminer qui peut rentrer au Canada et qui ne peut pas rentrer au Canada.
0: Thank you, Uh, Canadians still don't know when we might see some movement and opening with the U.S. border. I'm wondering and hoping you can provide an update to Canadians about how talks with the United States are going on that front. And specifically, given how more and more Canadians are getting vaccinated, hospitalization rates uh, appear to be dropping and hopefully will continue that way. At this point, do you anticipate having to keep the border with the U.S. closed to non-essential travel past July 21st?
2: First of all, as you well know, we continue to work very closely with the United States to make sure that we're uh, aligned in our approach and keeping both our citizens, uh, both our, our, our citizens, safe while uh, ensuring uh, economic opportunities and uh, and trade uh, continues uninterrupted as it has over the past year and a half, despite the border being closed to ninety percent of all travel. Uh, Canadians as of Monday uh, will be able to start traveling again if they're fully vaccinated and not have to quarantine when they come home. Uh, That is a significant step. Uh, and Canadians are going to benefit from that when we start reopening. So Americans and others who are fully vaccinated and come into Canada uh, will depend on how this goes, on the data we collect, on how we're uh, able to keep Canadians safe even as we make adjustments to the rules and as travel volumes inevitably increase. Every step of the way, we're going to make sure we're keeping Canadians safe. I know people are impatient to suddenly get back to normal, but we're not there yet. As I pointed out, the Yukon is uh, up in the mid 70s in terms of full vaccination. And they are right now facing the largest spike in new cases that they've had since the beginning of the pandemic. Certainly, mostly amongst uh, uh, unvaccinated or partially vaccinated people. And that's a reminder that even as those numbers come up, as so many people are vaccinated, there is still Work to be done, and we still have to be careful. And mostly, we have to get up over 75% fully vaccinated, up uh, into the 80s fully vaccinated, perhaps according to Dr. Tan, uh, if we're going to be safe. And we're seeing Canadians come out in record numbers. We're leading the world in terms of vaccine uptake. That's great news, and it just needs to continue so that we can be safe. And while it is continuing. Our government's going to keep uh, doing the things necessary to keep us from sliding back into uh, another wave of this, uh, of this virus. Merci beaucoup tout le monde. So, you forgot
3: how to go places. Just grab your phone, open the lift app, and call your ride. Now, you just have to escape your blanket cocoon. You magical butterfly. <laughs> Good afternoon. Thank you for listening today and thank you for supporting us with our sponsors. Please go to depictions.media for more information and click on our contact link and let us know how we can help. How we can help bring your story and help bring us to a better world. This show has been produced by Depictions Media. Please contact us at Depictions media for more information.